Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the Best of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight from 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Eastern, 7 to 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the Best of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon on Fox Sports Radio. Hello and welcome inside. Happy Monday. The Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. What's going on, brother? Oh, I'll tell you what. The NBA playoffs are just giving us all kinds of dips and controversy and storylines and all kinds of stuff. It's going to be a big change on the sideline for the Warriors tonight. We'll get into in a couple of minutes, but... Hey, this is what's great about the NBA playoffs, right? We can start every show and just dive right in because there's all kinds of action going on. And look, right now, Celtics and the Bucks, a minute and a half to go in the fourth quarter, and the Celtics 
have clear control of this game. It is a 10-point lead for Milwaukee, 112-102. You just heard Steve DeSager, uh, 30 and 13 and 5 assists for Jason Tatum, 30 and 8 for Al Horford. Once again, the Celtics starting five uh, doing just about the entirety of the damage against the Bucs. Um, for the Bucs, look, Giannis has 32 and 18 and 5, and that's great. And you got some other guys with nice nights, but it has not been enough for the Celtics. And, you know, because of the big news today, Mike, we've been talking about with uh, Nikola Jokic going to win the MVP for the second year in a row, is we'll get to that coming up, but I'll tell you this much. Uh, it's not going to happen this year, but I'll tell you right now, I'll give you my bold prediction. Next year, Jason Tatum is your NBA MVP. I'm going to give you Jason you. Now Tatum. Now you're next going all year. the way there. You jumped next off the year John is Moran bandwagon. Well, because okay. Ja, ja is tough because we saw, boy, he's great. But when he was out, boy, Memphis is still really good. So it's kind of tough. It's kind of, I mean, look, it flies in the face of Jokic winning this year. It's, well, they were the same team as they were last year. Yeah, Jokic didn't have Jamal Murray. Okay, but they had him last year and he won the MVP. So wait a minute. I realize it kind of flies in the face of that, but we've seen that as great as John Morant is, uh, you know, Memphis is still a really, really good team. Uh, Boston, as soon as Jason Tatum really got to that next level this year, uh, they took off. And he's continued on in the playoffs, and look, he's he's that special blend of of playoff killer and and give me all the big shots and and I want the ball in big moments. He's talented, he's tough. It's just all coming together from the Celtics. Need a time to bake until they realize, okay, we have a lot of talent. And then as as it's gone through the last few years, okay, mm-hmm. Marcus Smart, we get his role, and a couple of guys left, and you know Rozier left, and who you, now you know Gordon Hayward's gone. Okay, now we are clearly Jason Tatum driven, right? You can say Tatum and Brown to an extent, but we're really Jason Tatum. Hey, 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 hey. needed that time to bake. How dare you? You got the defensive player of the year, and you have Al Horford. Without Al Horford tonight, they lose this game in a boat race. Al Horford's good tonight. Al Horford's good. He's over 30 points. Al Horford's good. Okay, if the Bucs be losing. Yeah, okay, no, guys are playing. Guys are playing well. Horford's playing well. Just saying, you're going to make year. the Tatum argument, and you tried to make it all about him. Al Horford has matched Jason him. Jason Tatum's that shot. guy. Al, Al Horford has been very good, and he has had very good games in this series. I'm not, I'm not saying he hasn't, but I'm telling you, next season – it's going to wind up being Jason Tatum. Tatum's going to be the guy. Look, what, what, how did how did they wind up pulling ahead tonight? Right? It was a two point game, and then he had, a, and then he had a short jumper. They had a free throw. Then he had a three. Then he had another layup and point lead with a minute and a half left to go. When it came to winning time, say hey, congratulations on the first season. When it came to winning time. It was Jason Tatum time, right? So I'm I'm, I'm carrying over to next year. He's he's laying the groundwork. He's going to be your MVP next season. Well, let's get the bandwagon started, right? I mean, Boston hasn't had one of those guys for a while, so sure, why not? If you're feeling like it and you want to start MVP campaigns, what are we doing? (laughs) What are we doing, Smith? You're becoming every other show. How dare you? What's why are you so full of hate all of a sudden? What, what, uh, what, what is, you just do an MVP what, next year tonight? talk instead I'm, I'm of sorry. talking about I'm sorry, the game. Gavin Sheets. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Gavin Sheets dropped a fly ball tonight, which we're gonna play in him. I'm sorry he dropped you a fly ball. You can't play it till it's over. You're you better so play bitter. We're like, no, and you better play the three run homer that went with it. <laughs> No, we don't need that. We just need the call by the end. Of course. We just need the call by, by the play-by-play. Well, we I mean, you can't play the whole call. That's the that. problem. 
right? I mean, we yeah. have to bleep well, it we'll out. Wait. So, well, we'll I mean, wait. The game will be over soon. No, no, yeah, yeah, I mean, we got to wait till the game's over, and it's we'll got to be we'll edited. the bleep part of it out. Yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. But, no, a fun game, physical. Uh, yeah, and well, the officials it's already in this edited one, and ready to go. Yeah, but we can't play until it's over, right? M- stupid MLB rules, right? Am I wrong? <laughs> yeah, but we'll we'll have ready. We'll have it ready. Trust me. All right. I I can't wait to hear it and then hear the three run homer that gave them the lead uh, later on. But uh, a great physical game tonight. And I, I I have questions for officials. When do you decide you want in on a game, and when do you bail out in terms of when you're going to call fouls? Because you got guys giving forearm shivers left and right. It's like, nah, that's good. Just creating a little bit of space to get a shot off. And then other times, like, ah, let's go check if it's a flagrant. It's like, what are we doing? Well, what do I say? This is what happens. This is what happens later. This is what happens when you have physical play and you don't adjudicate it. And you allow and you allow big-time fouls to happen and you allow dirty plays to happen and suddenly you've lost control. Because that's what that's what's going on in the playoffs now, right? John Morant's out tonight. He's not going to play because uh, he got hurt on a dirty play this weekend. That was most likely the answer to a dirty play before that knocked a player out for the series. I mean, the NBA just just can't take care of things. Can't say, hey, you know what? You make a dirty play, you're going to wind up sitting for a while. Okay, no, no, no. We're going to allow this to just continue to fester. Yeah, NBA, they're reaping what they're sowing right now. This is this is what they've wanted. They don't want to step in and make a decision. And now you get what you get. And now you get the fact that that. Teams are being dirty, and you're and and teams are answering dirty play with dirty play of their own. And I told you, I told you that with that lack of adjudication on the on the big play that injured Gary Payton. Okay, you know what's going to happen? Something's going to happen later on in the series, and you're going to see somebody get hurt because it's going to be it's still going to stay chippy. And look what happened. Now John Morant's out. Game four, and maybe even more, and, and who knows if that ends the year? Because a one-game suspension didn't help anybody, right? Did, did did not help anybody for Dylan Brooks. So you get the dirty play back again, and when you can't, when you don't put a a, a tamp down on it, this is what's going to happen. So the NBA has got no one to blame but themselves for that storyline. Yeah, I w- I've gone back and forth watching that pool play. Probably, I like saying pool play because everybody loves that. Considering you know we talk World Cup and that all the time, uh, but the idea is the that play I probably watched 50 times. And I'm like, dirty, stupid, hand just kind of grabbing, clutching. What what are we doing? Where Where's the, the line? In the end, did, was he hurt on another play? Uh, obviously, the Grizz, I mean, guys don't want to get fined. But at some point, if you are really upset about it, just say what you need to say. Right? Taylor Jenkins, say what you need to say. Don't be all cryptic. Other teammates, oh, it's just sad, whatever. No, that's fine. How do you really feel? about the play that went down. Defend your guy, right? That's, that's the thing. You, we, get it, we always talk about defending your superstars, uh, and here it is, if you truly thought it was a dirty play. Because we've seen a lot of physicality. Like this game that we're finishing up right now, as the Celtics ride off here after tying the, the series, I mean, that, that's, a, that's big boy basketball, right? Everybody that cries that they want to see the 80s again, there it was on full display. Bodies flying all over the place. Hell, in the final six minutes, the guys were so tired and worn out from punch, you know, throwing big blows. They, they had nothing left trying to get off the court. They're staring at each other going, I don't have enough to pull you up. Nope, I don't have enough to pull you up. Okay, let's try to figure it out ourselves. You know, that kind of thing. So it's, 
it's been really kind of curious to watch game to game how these are adjudicated. And I think everybody needs to go back into a, a training manual and, all right, what, what are we expecting here? How do we get to some level of consistency? Because we're midway through the second round, and we're sure not seeing it. Twitter at How About a Fresca Mike at Swollen Dome, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. Uh, tonight's show, as it is every night, brought to you by AutoZone. Dealing with a dead battery? Head to AutoZone, America's number one battery destination. They offer free battery services like free battery tests. You know if you need a new battery or not. And if you do happen to need a replacement battery, they can help with that too. they got reliable replacement batteries starting at just $79.99, and they're the only place you can find proven, tough, dura-last batteries. So next time you're having battery trouble, head to AutoZone, your battery solution in America's number one battery destination. Uh, the final score is in from Milwaukee. The series is now 2-2, like just about every series is, in, in whether it's the NBA or hockey or cricket, everything's 2-2. Uh, 116-108 is the final. Uh, Tatum and Horford, 30 points to lead the way for the Celtics. Uh, just getting underway moments from now, Memphis and Golden State. As we told you, John Morant out for this game after the knee twist at the end of Game 3. So we'll have more on the NBA coming up. Uh, but straight ahead, a big day in the NFL. Are we really discussing potentially having two NFL teams in Dallas? Is that really going to be happening? We're really going to have that? Oh, that's coming up next right here. Jason Smith, Mike Harmon. This is Fox Sports Radio. Hey, this is Jason McIntyre. Join me every weekday morning on my podcast, Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. This isn't your typical sports pod pushing the same tired narratives down your throat every day. Straight Fire gives you honest opinions on all the biggest sports headlines accurate stats to help you win big at the sports book and all the best guests do yourself a favor and listen to straight fire with jason mcintyre on the iheart radio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts fox sports radio the jason smith show with my best friend mike Harmon. yeah buddy live from the fox sports radio studios all right now, Memphis underway. Oh, they don't need John Morant. It's 4 nothing. They're shutting out Golden State. Stop it right now. Oh, it's over. It's well, over. Stop looking to give Mike Brown his first loss as interim <laughs> coach. Yeah, uh, now if, if Mike Brown wins this game, does this mean the Kings get in the playoffs? Do they I don't jump know. into Steve the Steve Kerr gets the win, though, doesn't he? Oh, I don't know. I think Mike Brown becomes a new head coach. I think Steve Kerr has to go coach Sacramento. Ooh. Yeah, that's how You know what? We always talk about people needing to take on new challenges in their lives. Mm -hmm. I think that should be it. Hey, Hey. you know what? You've had a good run here. A lot of championship medal and and superstars. Uh, Time to go take over that that team and see what you can do. Yeah, bring that system there. Good luck, Sacramento. Good luck. See how it works. Uh, So we'll keep you updated on everything going on in the NBA again uh, early on, Memphis and Golden State. But joining us now on the hotline for all the latest news in the National Football League, CBS Sports, NFL insider extraordinaire. You can follow him on Twitter, at Jason Lockenfora. That is at Jason Lockenfora, who is taking time out of breaking down the Orioles' batting average this month, which – They've been doing something crazy in Baltimore the last few days uh, to talk some football with us right now. What's happening, Jay? Hey, what's going on? They're actually hitting the ball pretty well in the month of May. Hitting the ball pretty well in May. April, not so much. (laughs) Does you have to do? You just have to get out of April. Now it's smooth sailing for you guys. Oh, sure. (laughs) Something like that. (laughs) 
<laughs> hey, uh, l- let's start here because this has just been such some just crazy stuff the last couple of days with the mayor of Dallas talking about how Dallas can can uh, yeah. support two NFL teams. And if a team would come in and Jerry Jones would still own the stadium, they lease it out Two NFL teams in Dallas. I mean, really, what, 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 what is what, what, what is this story with two NFL teams in Dallas? What is uh, this? It, is, I, I, uh, it's not anything I would waste my breath on personally. Um, I, they, <laughs> mayors are entitled to say what they want to say. and I'm sure that they would love multiple football teams. I'm so would, I'm sure, uh, Chicago. Sure. Right. Yeah. Uh, I, I, any number of cities would want to do that. I don't see it happening. It would, I just, I, I, I mean, I don't know. Maybe like spaceships will land from Mars, and they there will be little dudes who come out who can play football, and and they'll start they'll start marching football leagues in every NFL city, and they'll compete. I, I just uh, it's not yeah. They like they like look they like thirty two pieces in this pie. Could could this country support, or let's just say this North America? Could North America support forty? NFL teams? I, I think they absolutely could. I mean, how many freaking MLS teams are there now? 38? I mean, it seems like there's an MLS team <laughs> popping up somewhere <laughs> under a bridge somewhere every five minutes. Yeah. Right? So they're repopulating like rabbits. Um, of course they could. But these guys don't want 40 teams. They don't want the pie to be split that much. They don't want to get $300 million per team for just the over-the-air TV rights instead of $360 million a team. So yeah, I. It's good to want things. I guess is what I would say. Positivity in that story, in just in terms of growth and excitement. Uh, but we also have more legalese uh, underway uh, as we turn to Las Vegas. Uh, Ventrelli uh, gets yeah. gets axed by the Raiders in a 17-word uh, statement uh, and then comes back with allegations on Mark Davis uh, and that he was a whistleblower and cooperated with an investigation. Uh, now the NFL says, hey, we'll launch one. Do we expect anything yeah. to happen, or is it the same old song and well, dance? I, I, you know, the league does not police the owners the way it polices the players. And Certainly. You know that, or the way it polices even the coaches. Uh, I, I don't know what degree of evidence exists here. This is obviously a recent a new development. Um, it's a weird situation. The Raiders have had no shortage of weird situations in their front office. On the business side, as a team president, I mean, the whole Mark Bedane thing and the timing of that, and why he left, and did he leave his own volition? Was he pushed? What, if any, impropriety took place? Uh, they, they've There's been a lot of uh, strange things going on there for quite some time. Um, again, the league says it's going to look into it. I don't know what, you know, Dan has possession of one way or the other in terms of evidence, but we're talking about an organization basically investigating itself and investigating, you know, one of the, 31, because the Packers don't really have a an owner. Uh, you know, one of the 31 individuals who kind of make the whole thing go around. And, you know, the league office is the owners. The commissioner is the owners. The people who 
the commissioner in the league office decide to investigate the owners is ultimately being paid for by the owners. So I would just say make of that what you will. Jason Lockett for our guest, the Jason Smiths are with Mike Harmon live from the Fox Sports Radio studios. All right, Jay, are, are we done with quarterback moves, or are we just done for no. a while? Because every yeah. day it's Mayfield and Garoppolo and the Seahawks. It's like every single day. Are we done or are we done for a while? Well, we're not done talking about it, and we're not done, you know, opining about it. But now on the other side of the draft, there's not that same sense of urgency unless you're including a bunch of players in these transactions. And for these two quarterbacks, you're not going to be then you're mostly talking about picks and you don't get anything. Those picks don't turn into players again until, you know, late April of next year. So uh, we're not in a situation where teams are practicing with any vigor, you know, we're, we're getting ready for OTAs and stuff like that, but there's, there's not like an injury risk. There's nothing that um, seemingly is going to happen in the next three, four weeks to change the degree of, uh, interest and, and and demand that there is for these two. So, yeah, I think it just kind of is what it is. Garoppolo can't even start really throwing until July. So, I mean, what, what are the odds that anything's going to happen there? It never was significant. Um, you know, you can't you can bring a guy in and say he's our new quarterback and he can't, <laughs> he can't function uh, physically just yet. So, you know, it may feel they're going to have to decide that, that, that look, we're going to eat $10, $11, 12000000 million to make this happen. And Jimmy Haslam's not there yet. I suspect at some point he gets there. But if you're the Browns, you're saying, well, he's not costing us anything now. We've already got a $250-something-million-dollar payroll, so let's just see what happens here. You know, I'm old enough to remember, um, unfortunately, Teddy Bridgewater suffering a career-threatening knee injury. Right before, you know, I think, I don't know, it was right before the first or second preseason game. Next thing you know, Sam Bradford's worth the first round pick. So I'm sure the Browns front office is looking at it that way. Uh, and again, the 49ers is the way for him to get healthy. But I, 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 I think we'll see uh, transactions with those guys. I, I just don't think it's imminent. Yeah, I love the uh, groundswell of support for the, why are you being unfair to Baker Mayfield? It's like, it's still a business. I mean, I'm sorry if his feelings are hurt that he's a man in no man's land, but you do have depositions starting again on anyway, Friday. Right? Like, he doesn't, it's not like he would want to be around that team right now. I mean, he was pretty significantly feeling as if his future was elsewhere than Cleveland before even before sure. they went, you know, and chased Deshaun Watson. It's just business. I mean, this is this is this is part of the business. And the bottom line is, his focus this spring, whether Deshaun Watson was on the roster or not, was going to be on his recovery, right? His rehab, his throwing plan, him getting himself back in position to have the best twenty twenty two season he could possibly have individually um, at this point in time, because there is no real team, there is no real collective. Um, it was all about recovering from the setbacks of a year ago. And so I don't think this changes that. You can follow him on Twitter at Jason Lock and Fora. That is at Jason Lock and Fora, CBS Sports NFL Insider. Uh, Jay, thanks a bunch. Maybe we talk to you next week. The Orioles are still hitting the baseball. You never know. Hey, we're not last in the AL East. That's all I'm going to say. 
That you can hang a banner on that at Camden Yards. We're not last. <laughs> there you go. You can hang that. That's a big one for yes. you. It's April. What is, what is it? May the May the tenth, and we're not in last place. Yeah. yeah. The, yeah. <laughs> hey, the long road begins with the first step, Jason. Uh, okay. I tr- yeah. I don't know. That's, Something like that. <laughs> that's the road out of the abyss. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Take it easy, buddy. We'll talk to you Thank next week. Thank you, gentlemen. The, the Jets aren't there yet. Ah! Oh, there you got, go. But they won the Zach Wilson now. Yeah, but we got a beefy Zach Wilson. We got Zach Wilson's beefy now. We won the draft, okay. Jay. We won. You didn't see. Oh. You, you, you missed. You missed Roger Goodell handing the the Super Bowl yeah. the, the draft trophy to Woody Johnson. You missed that. Yeah, you came in third to me, but that's just me. <laughs> oh, there okay. you go. Hey, who else was on the medal stand then? I'll, I'll take Smith. third. The, the Lions and the Giants. There you okay. go. No, I don't know. Probably the Eagles. The Lions and the Eagles. All uh, right. That's right. We're third, yeah. though, so that's okay. I'm okay with being third. <laughs> yeah. I'm okay with being third. You know why? Because it's not last. <laughs> that's true. That's true. All right. See you, buddy. Right, we'll Jason. You next I'll week. you next week. Thank yes, you. Yes, sir. Bye. Always great stuff with Jason Locke and Ford. I, I was going to argue, but I'm like, you know what? I know the Jets won the draft, so it's okay. It, it, well, it's, I mean, you could have. I know we won. I mean, I it would have been won. fun. But he, you know, he, look, we, he, he says third. I'm like, okay, I'm not, I'm not going to, I'm not going to nitpick over that. I, I know we won the draft. I, I know we're the winners. As long as we're the winners, in my mind, it's okay. Plus, you know, the Mets are in first place with a six game lead, so I, I'm, I'm okay right now. I'm, an, I'm a happy guy right now. Well, we get our big schedule release yeah. on Thursday, and you can oh, start yeah. charting the wins. We'll talk. Mm-hmm. I have no doubt for a full hour on the Jets' schedule and how they're going to run roughshod, and then you'll randomly pick two losses just because. <laughs> well, Why, that what's is the less, logic on this one? You know, hey, eh. Yeah, but you never know. Maybe the Jets are going to be the second team to move to Dallas. You know, that, that could wind up that happening. way. You that know? could be. You never know. Hey, second team in New York, second team in Dallas. Yeah, maybe it winds up happening. You're just now. You're just talking crazy. I do agree oh. with his point, though, in, in terms of uh, what Jason Lockett Ford just laid down. Like, would they support forty teams? Yes, but try convincing the owners that the fractional worth of it. Although, given what the NBA is asking for, you saw this story over the weekend. They want seventy-five billion for their next rights package, mm. which is triple what they're getting now. The Big Ten's looking for a billion dollars a year for football. So we're we're talking, you know, the money continues to grow with all of these secondary and tertiary uh, websites and upstart networks trying to get their piece of the pie. So who knows? Maybe before long, you will be able to be the owner of an alternative site. Well, uh, uh, what what's going to happen here? I'll I'll, I'll I'll tell you, Mr. Mr. Harmon, is uh, I'm going to get that second team in Dallas, and I'm going to own both teams. And what it's going to allow me to do is at any point during the season or in the offseason, if the Cowboys have a need, we can make a trade. So if uh, uh, I bring uh, 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 the Jets in and, uh, you know, we'll see after a week one that uh, we're not playing well defensively, I will have the Cowboys trade a conditional seventh round pick for Sauce Gardner. And, and then he comes and he plays for the Cowboys. And maybe I bring a different – if I bring in the Packers, because they don't really have an owner, I can just grab them and get them all on a plane and get them to Dallas. Uh, you know, if Dak somehow has a couple of – I just trade somebody else, another conditional seventh rounder, and I get Aaron Rodgers. And he's playing quarterback for me on Sunday. And I kind of use it as a farm team. And we just send all the players I don't want there, and I bring the players I do want over, and then it's the Cowboys super team. And we're winning everywhere we go. In fact, it's not even just going to be that. What I'm going to do is start 
bringing entire states into Dallas. Like, I got plans now to bring the entire state of Arizona into Dallas. So we're going to have – it's going to be Arizona, Dallas, Texas. And uh, it's just going to get outside of football too. Like, if uh, uh, if you don't like the job that a politician's doing, I could bring a politician from – I could bring in the cinema to come in and take over for Rick Perry if I wanted that. I'm just going to have all states come in. If you don't like coming to see the Dallas Cowboys Stadium, you come see the Grand Canyon. And so you come see that. You can, we're going to paint it in cowboy colors. And this, this, this is my whole big plan to take over. And we're going to start bringing everything in bit by bit to Dallas. is going to have two of everything. The Dallas Cowboys. Oh, I thought you like that, don't more. you? Yeah, no, no, no. no you like that, don't you? No, it's a good uh, start. Online. <laughs> it's a good start. I I... Jerry Jones uh, can have his own wonderland. Absolutely. Los Angeles. I'm, dig- I'm digging that. Uh, maybe I'll have like four or five teams. Maybe I'll have my own NFL. I've had the, I'll have the JJFL, the Jerry Jones Football League. I'll have four teams in, and we all play the games in Dallas, and uh, we have our own champion. Yeah, I kind of see like, see like the college football does it with the SEC and uh, a couple of those. I just have my own thing. We do our own thing in, in, in the entire state of Texas. And we have that. I, I get four teams in Dallas. Then I'll give one to San Antonio because I really don't care. And then we'll get a couple down and, you know, we'll, we'll give Houston professional football. Hey, see what I did there? That's how I gave and then we have the entire Texas Football League. And I'm the commissioner and the owner. And, and I'm the point guard and I'm the other guard and I'm the forward and I'm the other forward. I, I, I play all the positions. I do everything. That's uh, that's a lot of stuff. I had at least three different angles I was going to go, and then you just kept going. Well, so you I, can tell, I, I don't you even, can tell I I've been thinking know. about this story all day. Jerry Jones owning two no, football sure. teams in Dallas. Well, remember. <laughs> thinking about it all day. And I've told the story before, so if, you, if you've heard it out there, uh, thanks for being a, a longtime listener of the show. But, I mean, when I attended the Bears-Rams game, right, to open up SoFi Stadium, I mean, there was the big tribute. Then it's like, all right, we're going to talk about ownership and what it took to get here. And then the first image you saw was Jerry Jones. And people were getting all mad. It's like, no, no, no. He's part owner, too, even if he's not actually getting receipts. Because this is all about expanding the product. And there's no team or teams in L.A. if he doesn't really start to wield that hammer. So I guess you could already say on some level, anybody who's been in part of expansion or relocated, I mean, Jerry Jones has fractional ownership, like he's hanging out on Rally or Alter Collectible. Twitter, and how about a fresca? Mike at Swollen Dome, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Carmen. And I get my piece in the Marvel pot, too. I had to get my own character in there, too. Now, that would be something special. Because, I mean, you might might as well throw him in after this latest one. (laughs) Let's go. Uh, We got more coming up in 90 seconds, but first. Special delivery Steve DeSager may have the most shocking sports story of the year for us. Really? As now hey, officially. I do? Yes, I think Steve. you do. The Reds <laughs> yeah. have now won three games in the last 60 hours. Yeah. You can't stop the Reds now. Didn't you they start like 3-20 and 20 and now they're 3-1 and one the last yes. few days? So. <laughs> That's it. It's all a matter of perspective, Steve. Like you said, last seven yes, games, yes, last seven ga- yes. ten games, whatever. The Reds can't lose. Last four games, three and one. Top of that. This capping a an absolutely sensational evening for Milwaukee, Wisconsin, because the Reds beat Milwaukee's Brewers on the same night where Boston comes back to beat Milwaukee's Bucks. By the way, you mentioned Jerry Jones with Marvel. If he's going to be in a Marvel movie, I assume his his superpower as a character is what. T-boning anyone who takes a left turn in front of oh, him. Oh, 
wild. I thought you were going to say his superpower is that he's incredibly rich. But, yeah, no, he does. He, yeah. He can have that, too. <laughs> to the NBA playoff game at Golden State late first quarter, Grizzlies leading 19-16 over the Warriors. The two teams from three-point range are a combined one of 15 so far. Warriors head coach Steve Kerr out tonight. He tested positive for COVID, so assistant Mike Brown took over. Out for the Memphis Grizzlies, star guard Ja Morant, who had 34 points in the Saturday night loss, but left with the knee injury in that game. By the way, Sacramento today officially hired Mike Brown as its next head coach. Monty Williams of the Suns is the NBA Coach of the Year. Nikola Jokic of Denver will win MVP this week for the second straight year, according to ESPN. Earlier, the Boston Celtics came from 11 points down at Milwaukee late third quarter and beat the Bucks 116-108. Al Horford with 30 points. Jason Tatum with 30 and 13 rebounds. Marcus Smart, 18 points, 8 assists. Celtic center Robert Williams was out for this game with a sore knee. To the NHL, Florida wins in overtime at Washington 3-2. The Panthers tied the game with about two minutes left in regulation. That series even at two. In the first rounder with Pittsburgh, Penguins up three games to one on the Rangers now after blitzing New York 7-2. End of one, Colorado tied 1-1 at Nashville. Avalanche leading the series three games to none. Dallas is scoreless end of one, hosting Calgary. Dallas Stars lead two games to one. The Islanders fired coach Barry Trotz after four seasons. The Detroit Lions signed first-round defensive end Aiden Hutchinson. The deal includes a $23 million signing bonus. The details on the ball game at Cincinnati. The Reds hit two three-run homers and wound up winning 10-5 over Milwaukee. The loss to Brandon Woodruff, whose ERA is near six now on the season, four and a third innings, five earned runs. Meanwhile, the ERA for one, Michael Kopech of the White Sox, is 0.93 this season. Yeah, buddy. The White Sox are winning again, 5-1 over Cleveland, top of the eighth. This would be a seventh straight victory for the Chicago White Sox if they hold on. Oakland had lost nine in a row, but got a win at Detroit tonight, 2-0. Pittsburgh defeated the Dodgers, 5-1. That ended L.A.'s six-game winning streak. Pirates were up 1-0 in the seventh. Chris Taylor of L.A. left as he fouled a pitch off his leg. It's a bruised knee, not broken. Yankees won nothing over the Texas Rangers. Yankee starter Nestor Cortez today had a no-hitter in the eighth. He went seven and a third, 11 strikeouts. And yes, the Baltimore Orioles with six runs in the fifth. Where is this offense coming from? Beat Kansas City 6-1. to one. Noah Syndergaard is the starting pitcher in Anaheim tonight. Angels scoreless top of the fourth against the Rays. Angels don't have any hits yet. Syndergaard has thrown 66 pitches in three and a third of this scoreless game. Oh, I've never seen that before. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe that. Okay. And the Cubs are up one nothing at San Diego top of the fourth. And this item from Deadline that Ray Romano will serve as producer on a still-to-be title film where he will play the late basketball coach Jim Volvano and the Volvano family is also involved in this project next year by the way marks the 40th anniversary of Volvano's national title win with NC State back to you now wait a minute please tell me Brad Garrett's playing Bobby V that's right. Please it's tell me Brad Garrett's playing Bobby. Brother, like we have just to have like that, Raymond. Right? Absolutely, I mean, that's got to be the case. That's got to. That would be awesome. If Brad Garrett's playing Bobby V, that would <laughs> insane. <laughs> oh, that would be the best. <laughs> People would go see it. People I'd would go, go see it. Sure, absolutely. Yeah. And because you know why? Because his name is Robert. 
So you he, go, oh, he just calls him Robert. Yeah. He calls him Robert throughout the or throughout the movie. He's not a cop, but yeah, no, I mean, it doesn't matter. It's a little oh, no, different from the sitcom. Hey, hey, hey! You have some artistic license. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, as we've seen with other sports movies, yes. Yeah, no. Instead of a instead of a basketball coach and a and a sportscaster, he's a police officer, and he yells, "That'll fix our salary cap problems." <laughs> Oh, if only Brad Garrett would get that role. Oh, my goodness. Thanks a bunch, Steve. Mm-hmm. I appreciate it, my friend. It'll get him out of those sandwich ads. Oh, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been a long time. Hey, man, you for- take you take the checks where they are. No, that's true. That's true. When you call your agent and go, what do you got? Uh, oh, boy, I got a sandwich. I'll take it. I mean, oh. it is a series of national sandwich ads, so, I mean, it's okay. still got good money attached, but... <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I, I, can't, I can't fault anybody if the checks yeah. are going to be there. It's yeah. like, I mean, how, how many random shilling for products do you have on, on radio and television? Like, I recognize that voice. Didn't they get $40 million for their last picture? Ah, oh, cares? yes. Yeah, like I, I look at some someone like Jennifer Garner, right? Who does those? Uh, um, what's the what's the phone commercials that she does? Right? The, do a T-Mobile. So she does a credit card one. Capital, ca- oh, Capital One, Capital One. Her net worth is like a hundred million dollars. Why is she doing? Because she could. She still wants to work. This? I get it, but she could be in movies. I don't understand. Oh, you know what I need? I need. I need. I need some. I need some. Uh, some revenue coming in. So I'm going to do. I, I need some. Ca- yeah, give me a Capital One commercial. Well, I, I mean, paid a lot look, of money you, you don't know how many people she's helping. Or what mean, she's I, doing with her money. I can't begrudge anybody wanting to make a few dollars more. No, right? I it's get like it. That Montgomery Burns. And you know, Smithers, <laughs> I'd trade it all for a little more. Yeah, that's true. All right. I just always buy it. What, really? She needs that? Because I remember having this conversation once with Pam, and I said, uh, and I said, and she goes, well, look, it's an easy drive in. She probably, you know, she lives here in L.A. She probably drives in, does commercials, go home. I go, she, she needs to work. She needs to do that. She did. She, she's doing. She needs to do it. She goes. Oh, well, I, I didn't think about that part of it. I go. Yeah. I mean, I. I don't understand. Well, how she needs to go do go. Like I get people like Lily or Flo because these people are become millionaires. You know, I mean, these are actresses that that and actors that and, and the you know the can you hear me now guy. These people that that get a lucky break. You know, because you need a lucky break and they get their break to get in. And this is their dark side of the moon, right? They're not going to do anything else. They're they're commercial famous and okay, great. You can you're a millionaire now because of this and that. Those people I'm really happy for because, like, this is the best it's going to get, right? Because are you really going to become a big actress or an actor? Are you going to do – no, you're going you're gonna to run this until people decide, okay, we're done seeing Lily or we're done seeing the Can You Hear Me Now guy or whoever – or Flo or, you know, the, the guy, the, uh, the doctor and the progressive turning into your parents' commercials that are hilarious. You know, all these people, all right, they're getting paid a lot of money. Man. I feel happy for those people. But I see Jennifer Garner and, and big stars go, what, they really need to do this? They really need to do it? I, okay. Yeah, but I like to look and say, oh, there's Jennifer Garner. I like her. Twitter and how about a fresca? Mike at Swollen Dome, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. Coming up next, a big story out of the NBA. I hate to say I told you so, except this time I really do because something happened that I wish didn't happen. So I hate to say I told you so about it. But that's next right here. Jason and Mike, this is Fox. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. Yes, sir. We're live from the Fox Sports Radio studios. Memphis leading Golden State 26-22. to Memphis, of course, playing without John Morant, out tonight with a knee injury, maybe out longer, after he was injured during the Game 3 defeat on a somewhat dirty play by Jordan Poole. Take a listen. Curry hits both free throws. Moran has come up limping here. Rubbing his right knee. Yeah. 
So John Moran is on the bench. He's stretching his right leg, Tom. Maybe like a quad, maybe, or a hammy. Tom Tolbert on the call. Uh, Warriors Radio Network on the call. And uh, after that injury, I mean, the play-by-play was uh, pick, picked up after. Um, you watch Jordan Poole. We've seen it a lot of times now. Grab and pull back on John Morant's knee. And part of a result of this, Morant is out. Now, did it happen 100% on this play? Maybe not. Did it happen on the play before? Maybe it did. Maybe it didn't. Did Poole really mean to injure him and knock him out? Maybe he didn't, but it doesn't matter because it was still a dirty play, right? You, you grabbed a guy's knee and pulled it back. I get if you're going for the ball, all these things. You grabbed your knee, you pulled it back. And now here's John Moran who's out and may wind up being out for the series. And this is just an epic fail by the NBA. This is the time, Mike Harmon, I, 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 I feel when I say I hate to say I told you so because as soon as the lack of any sort of real discipline came out for Dylan Brooks after the dirty play that injured Gary Payton, knocked him out basically for the playoffs. That was a dirty play. He gets one game. Wait, what's happening here? Wait, one game he got? I told you that's not going to be enough, and this series is going to continue to get chippy because the Warriors are going to feel like, hey, the NBA didn't step up. We lost a guy for a long time on a dirty play, and it's about as dirty as you can get, and he gets one game. So, of course, the series is going to get chippy. And look at this now. Ta-da! You got a big-time injury to one of the brightest stars in the NBA, and, and now who knows where this series goes from here. And this is all on the NBA because they could have taken care of it. I don't know why. I don't know why they, they could have said, hey, you know what? Here's a dirty play. We're giving you the rest of the series. You're getting a four-game suspension, Dylan Brooks, or three games. They could have done that. They could have said three games for you, and this is what it is. And then it's kind of even because the Warriors to see, okay, we lost our guy, they lost their guy, and maybe it's not as chippy. Doesn't mean that, that that John Morant doesn't get injured, but when you don't take care of situations like that, they just fester, and they're going to get worse. And it's going to get worse throughout the NBA because now teams go, I can get away with more because the NBA is not going to send me home. You know, maybe I get a game, but is it worth a game to do this or this or this? And, and I don't know why the NBA wouldn't want to put a lid on this and say, okay, let's everybody stop with the chippy play, right? We don't want anybody injured. We don't want to miss games. We don't want anybody missing games. We certainly don't want stars out of the lineup like we see with John Moran. I don't get why the NBA had this big epic fail when there was no reason for it. Yeah, I think we keep getting back to that same question of, you know, where do you draw the line between what is a hard foul and a dirty foul, right? We see so many common fouls in the course of a game. All right, they're going to go review that one too. I was like, okay. I mean, you saw it in the uh, Celtics-Bucks game before, right? Alf Horford dunks on Giannis and then goes to do like a, a power move and, well, happens to connect with Giannis's face, gets assessed a flagrant for it. It's like, wait, what? Like, it's, he didn't turn to hit the guy, but folks are going to watch it on replay and say, he punched Giannis in the face, so they're going to get upset. In this case, John Morant goes on and uh, puts on his Twitter account, uh, in quotes, broke the code. He would later delete it, but not before it had about 2 million impressions and including a retweet by yours truly. Uh, so you, you've got those <laughs> situations, you know, that, that continue to fester, right? You coach girls soccer, right? You watch your girls um, play and they're, they're playing hard, my daughter and her games, and you're always wondering where the, where the officials are going to draw a line, right, uh, in terms of physicality. Sometimes it's touch files, and then all of a sudden there's stretches where you got people getting mugged, uh, and there's no calls. 
I'm not referring at all to a referee who just decided to not uh, to, to completely swallow his whistle uh, on a play that ended up tying a game. But it's just that idea of, you know, superstars missing games and series, and we have no idea how far this is going to extend for John Morant, but it's a big deal for the NBA uh, to make sure they assess properly. Oh, this was such an epic fail. But I don't, I don't get it. I'm, I'm, I get why everybody's mad. Uh, Twitter, how about a fresca? Mike at Swollen Dome. Uh, so should Nikola Jokic be the MVP or not? That's next, Fox.